This is Soccer News IV, Soccer News IV. It's in your veins. Brought to you by SoccerRom.com from Bumblebee to high school to college to the pros. Before the best coaches go to practice, they go to SoccerRom.com. Hello and welcome. I'm Stephen Farr, the host of Soccer News IV. Here's our top story. And then there were two. Italy beat Germany and France knocked off Portugal to advance to the championship game in the 2006 World Cup. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not sure if I'm going to root for the Azuri or Le Bleu. All I know is I want the blue team to win. Now, I don't want the Italians win because of the whole match-fixing scandals. It just doesn't seem right that in the same week that the top four teams in the Serie A are on trial for cheating that the Italian national team would win the World Cup. Where's the justice in that? That would be like um, Ken Lay winning the Nobel Prize for economics. Is it too early to make Ken Lay jokes? Just curious. By the same token, the French were cheating in that oil-for-food deal, so neither country is exactly squeaky clean here. Well, what about their play on the field then? The French have played a prettier style of soccer, especially in the knockout stages. They single-handedly conquered the Iberian Peninsula. Plus, they deserve credit for, for not only beating Brazil, but outplaying the originators of Samba soccer in the process. Grandpa, or as they say in Paris, Grandpère Zidane, has played great soccer, beautiful soccer at times, and Thierry Henry is at at least one Premier League striker who has lived up to the hype. The Italians' 4-5-1 lineup and defend-at-all-cost attitudes is, frankly, boring. But it is also effective. They are content just to sit back, wait until the last minute or two of the game, and then get an opportune goal. They scored a PK against Australia in the 90th minute and scored two goals against Germany in the last two minutes of overtime. So my inclination would be to root for France, a, a team that's at least trying to play pretty soccer, attacking soccer, rather than just sitting back there and packing it in. But then I look at Italy's record. They have won every game at this World Cup except one. The 1-1 tie against the U.S., where Bruce's boys played with just nine men for 45 minutes. That was the only time Italy had been scored on in this entire tournament. Granted, it was a known goal, but still. So if Italy wins the World Cup, then the Americans can take at least a little solace from the tournament. They would have played better against the world champions than did the Czechs, Germans, or in the case of Italy wins, the French. And that would be at least a little respectability. So I'll tell you what I want. I'm going to hope France is able to score an early goal, and that would force the Italians to come out of their bunker. And then maybe, maybe we could have a really entertaining final.
Speaking of the French, Red Bulls French midfielder Yuri Jorkaev is not with the team for the next week and a half. He told the Red Bulls he had some personal family business and had to fly back to France. And I guess his plane got lost because Yuri was seen on television sitting in the stands at the World Cup match in Germany between Brazil and France last weekend. Now, the Red Bulls are not pleased. They said that they will deal with this when Jorkaf returns to New York. Yuri issued a press release through his agent-slash-brother. In it, he stuck by his story that he was needed in Europe because his mother was sick in the hospital. Call me impressed. Those stadiums in Germany must be really advanced if they have hospitals hidden under the bleachers. FC Dallas announced this week they have hired a World Cup keeper. Shaka Hislop played in goal for Trinidad Tobago, and he caught the attention of clubs all over the world with his outstanding play. Dallas says this gives them some depth at keeper to make a run for the championship and to keep starter Dario Sala on his toes. Now, MLS did not take a break during the World Cup, even though most teams had at least one starter missing, not including Jorkaf. Part of the reason I've been harping on this over the last month or so isn't just because no one's paying attention to MLS and it's kind of bad business, but while the World Cup's on, those absences of the star players have had an effect on the league's standings, and some teams may miss out on the playoffs because their stars were gone for an entire month during May and June. Which teams were affected the most? Well, during the World Cup, both FC Dallas and DC United secured top spots in their divisions, but both teams had already played rather well before the Cup, so there doesn't seem to be that big of a change for them pre-Cup to during Cup. But there are four other teams who experienced a reversal of fortune during May and June. Let's start with the big winners. Before the Cup started, Red Bull had only earned four points in five games or an average of 0.8 points per game. Real Salt Lake had only had one point in six games for an average of 0.17 points per game. During the Cup, both teams got a bounce. Red Bull won two games, while Real won three games. Red Bull averaged 1.6 points per game and Salt Lake averaged 1.67. That's a 100% increase for the Bulls and a more than 900% increase for Real. I don't know why Real did so much better without Eddie Pope in their back line. At the other end of the spectrum are the Wizards and the Galaxy. Kansas City began the season with a 4-1-1 record and first place in the East. L.A. wasn't exactly tearing it up, but they had earned a point per game. Then Kansas City lost Josh Wolf, Jimmy Conrad, and Eddie Johnson. L.A. lost Landon Donovan and Chris Albright, and both teams lost their form. Kansas City lost half of their games, while L.A. lost all but one. That meant a 46% drop in points per game for the Wizards and an 86% drop for L.A. By the time Landon got back, L.A. was in last place and had a new head coach. Now that the American players have returned, L.A. is winning again, while Red Bull and Real are losing again. Kansas City still has not yet found their footing and are now in fourth place in the East. They were first place before the Cup, fourth place now. On Saturday... New England held on at home to beat Red Bull New York. Clint Dempsey scored two goals in his first game back. 
Landon Donovan also scored two goals in his first game back as L.A. beat Kansas City 2-0. Claudio Suarez helped Chivas beat up on the hoops 3-0. Suarez hit the net in the 20th and 24th minutes. Then on July 4th, MLS held a full schedule. D.C. United beat F.C. Dallas in Frisco 1-0. Dallas had 19 shots and were unable to find the back of the net. Chicago won at Toyota Park against Kansas City, 1-0. Houston and Columbus tied 1-1 in Houston. Brian Ching scored for the Dynamo, while Eddie Gavin put away a penalty kick in the 66th. For the second time in a week, New England was finished with a 3-2 scoreline, but this time they were on the losing end. Colorado Rapids were able to hold on at home. Clint Dempsey hit his third goal in two games for the Rebs. Welcome home, Clint. Real and Chivas failed to score in Salt Lake. The game ended 0-0, but L.A. was able to score against Red Bull. Or more accurately, Landon Donovan was able to score against Red Bull. He put away the game's only goal for his third tally in two matches. By the way, every time this season Landon has, uh, has had a goal or an assist, L.A. has won. If he doesn't make the score sheet, L.A. ties or loses. And funny, that's what happened to the U.S. team at the World Cup, too. The schedule. Well, on Saturday, after the third-place game in Germany, ESPN2 is showing Chivas USA at Houston. It's a battle for second in the West, and it starts at 5 Eastern. DC United heads to Columbus at 7.30 on direct kick. United is on a roll while the crew have been stumbling. Red Bull will head to Pizza Hut Park at 8.30 Eastern. The Battle of the Bulls will be shown on direct kick. New England heads to Toyota Park in Bridgeview at the same time. The Revs fire match will also be on direct kick. 30 minutes later, the Wizards head to Colorado, hoping to right the ship. In the middle of the Rapids, that game is on HDNet. And Real Salt Lake will play the Galaxy at the Home Depot Center at 11.30 Eastern. That game is on direct kick. Well, that's it for this week. I need to give a big shout-out to the folks at SoccerRom.com for all of their support. For Soccer News IV, I'm Stephen Parr. Remember, Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.